0: Why do we see a correlation between, say, a despotic regime and a chaotic legal system? It's considered by many to be something of a contradiction in terms to say you have arbitrary laws because arbitrary power is what, on intuitive understandings and certainly on some legal philosophies, is what law is meant to counter. So there's only so much irregularity and arbitrariness that we should be able to tolerate within a legal order and still let it bear that concept of law title because of this notion that law and arbitrariness are meant to be juxtaposed. They're two different things. If you look at, for example, the United Nations um, reports on the rule of law in transitional societies. So societies that are transitioning from more despotic regimes to more democratic regimes. What is reported in that kind of material is a consistent record of uh, poorly drafted laws poorly accountable officials, corruption, um, breaches of human rights, whatever the, the range of ills might be, but you have a legal system that looks chaotic from the point of view of those who are subject to it, and that the objective in trying to bring a rule of law ethic into such a system is not only to tidy it up, but to put the legal subject in a position where they have a different kind of relationship to power than they did in the past. I'll put it this way. What do tyrants want? Uh, Tyrants usually want flexibility. They want power. They want to be able to manoeuvre as is necessary to their ends. And this is where law can cause the tyrant a little bit of trouble. Law can get in the way of that flexibility because of its hallmarks of generality and consistency and so forth. So you have a very interesting relationship between law and modes of tyranny, modes of persecution, modes of domination where I think that it's not accidental that you see sloppiness, chaos and so forth when the tyrant is wanting to achieve those kind of ends because those ends require forms of power that are not necessarily compatible with law. What we have here is a correlation between the tyrant who wishes to have as much power as possible and a chaotic legal system chaos gives us room to maneuver it gives us power if we tighten that up and we get clear we cease retroactivity our officials are accountable our laws make sense our laws don't contradict each other then we have two things that happen the first is that the tyrant just found himself reined in the second thing that happens is the legal subject just found themselves more empowered vis-a-vis their relationship with the tyrant. And what does that empowerment consist in? And this is where I think Fuller has something very interesting to say. And and it's not exclusive to Fuller. I think that all legal philosophers can see that as soon as we start to proceed through a system of general rules announced beforehand that the subject knows about and that the the lawgiver is is accountable to, then what we've done is introduce a system where we require us, the legal subject, to be an agent. By an agent I mean someone who has the responsible capacities to follow rules and to be answerable for breach of those rules. That's an idea that underpins so much of the law. It underpins the structure of the legal system as a system of general rules, but it also underpins a lot of doctrinal content of law, like why for example criminal responsibility is not attributed to mentally incompetent or in many cases to children, or why a child can't make a contract. All of this goes to the sense that the legal is this phenomena that calls upon a certain degree of capacity from us and that can't work without that capacity. So what Fuller insisted was that there was something about these forms, such as law has to be published, it has to be clear, it has to be general, it can't contradict other laws and so forth, that spoke to us as agents. It not only relied on our capacity to go along with the system, but it respected that capacity. It's a step away from the kind of direct control and by extension the sort of flexibility that the tyrant might want over the outcomes in our lives. It's a step away from that. It's a mediated step away from that. But that step away in itself invests us with a, a sense of our agency and has to respect that agency. And to me, that's where the interesting correlation lies is that. To remove the chaos that used to be associated with the flexibility of the despot or the incompetent regime is to invest a greater sense of capacity in the legal subject. And the intuition that I want to explore further, which I think is so interesting, is, well, what is this relationship between that form and this capacity called agency, and how does legal philosophy come to terms with that?